the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. That means this is the date day edition of the Words of Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And every weekday we're here to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions. But on Thursdays, the most beautiful girl in the world joins me in the studio. That's my wife, Paula. And ladies, it's a day we set aside especially for you. Not exclusively, because we get men who are interested and we get other kinds of questions. But if there's anything going on in your life or in your heart or you're curious about anything, we'd love to be able to offer some direction for you. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. 340-9585. Or you can call us toll-free at 877. 630-KSLR numerically that's 630-5757 you can send your questions in real time via our uh, email address questions at calvarysa.com you can also use the free Calvary Chapel mobile app if you're driving in your car the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app just hit the call now button uh, and you will be connected directly to our studio audience. Paula, Thursday couldn't get here soon enough for me. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. We've been hanging out all day, but uh-huh. but when you say nice stuff, I, I just let I want to let the audience know he did not marry into money. <laughs> I'm not rich or anything. He just says all that kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> not, the Holy Spirit. Not because I have to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't have to. How sweet. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Well, I'm committed to be a truth teller. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and so does the rest of this world. And you're gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me posing like, ooh, I'm kind of blushy, cute, coquette, kind of coquettish you know right what now. what we got to do? we got to figure out a way to send the, the, to, the, to the audience your meme. Oh. <laughs> Paula has a meme mm-hmm. that... Uh, now see, I, I'm not into texting because I can't see, but Paula has a meme mm-hmm. that pretty much looks just like her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, so that's the send, whole point. You, you can send your meme out. <laughs> yeah. I know. Anyway. <laughs> Come on. What's on your heart today? Uh, the fear of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You know, um, yeah, last night's study was really, really cool, and you said to us, because you gave us some scripture references to um, look up throughout the week and do a kind of a, a devotion time. Well, I didn't do that yet because <laughs> I was hanging out with you <laughs> and we were talking and, and so, so, but. So you're busy on day day. I, I, yeah, I got a job, Pastor <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows I've got a lot of tentacles. So today is my main day of, of just being with you, you know, taking care of you and just hanging out. It's, it's, I, I love my life, so. Um, I'm good. But anyway, the fear of the Lord, uh, I'm, and you gave me, I asked you to give me the notes because I, one of them I kind of tripped on last night. I didn't get number seven written down. And so um, thank you for giving me these notes. But I had a lot of information. I was talking fast. Yeah, and it was good. It was really good. I have one, two big pages of notes. Um, 
But anyway, the fear of the Lord. You said this is where the fear of the Lord comes into play. We need to be terrified of disobeying God. We have to stop playing nice with sin, disobedience. People today talk so much about what God owes us, about how he will forgive us, how grace is the answer to everything, that we forget completely that if we turn from God's plan for us often enough, a time will come when he turns away from us. Uh, yeah, let's give it a little bit of backdrop so people know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last night of King Saul's life. And we've been studying through the book of First Samuel. And we've watched Saul's ascension from a nobody, literally, to the king of Israel. Uh, we've watched him start well, um, but finish horribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen him turn into a wicked and devious uh, ruler who's uh, only concerned about himself, a man who has tried to kill David repeatedly, uh, even though he knows that David is God's choice, uh, a man who stopped seeking God a long time ago. And in the context of our study last night, as he gets to the end and Samuel appears to him uh, at the Witch of Endor, um, um, Samuel basically says, God tore the kingdom from you when you refused to be obedient in destroying the Amalekites. That was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so for 15 years, Saul, instead of being repentant, instead of uh, asking God to forgive him, he's just persisted in doing what seemed right to him. And my um, um, point last night was that that's what happens to all of us when we lose a fear of God. That doesn't mean to be afraid of God in a in a I'm terrified sense, mm-hmm. uh, but it means to, to, to fear his holiness and to fear not walking in holiness. Mm-hmm. The Bible says without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And so what we end up doing is we, we find ourselves slowly and subtly, in Saul's case, as I said, over a period of 15 years, but we find ourselves getting farther and farther and farther away from the Lord, and pretty soon we don't even care. Yeah. And it's because we've lost the fear of the Lord. And this is a concept that simply isn't taught enough um, um, in church culture that we live in. Um, God is nice. He's my friend. And all of that's true. But he's also a consuming fire of holiness. And we think nothing of of choosing sin. Uh, well, I'm just backsliding for a little time. And, and we don't realize that the whole time our hearts are getting harder and harder and we eventually find ourselves uh, in, in a place where um, we can no longer hear from God, we're no longer getting instructions, and we find ourselves all on our own. It's the most dangerous place Paula to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was why I said in the study last night, we need to rekindle yes. that fear of God. That fear of God. And um, I totally agree. And then you went on to explain, um, saying... What is the fear of God and what does it mean to fear God? And like you're saying, not to, you know, cower in fear like he's going to smack us around like a mean dad or something like that. But to me, uh, the fear of God is going through any day without him being with me. Um, And I like to see him smile, you know, not that I can see his face or anything. But you know what I mean? When, When I'm walking in obedience to what he's asked me to do. I know that he's pleased. Not that I'm trying to please him. He's already pleased with me. But I'm not making his face go from smile to frown because he's sad for me. Um, And so... I mean, this is a relationship. You know, you you, you want to please your husband. You want to please your wife. You want to please the people that matter to you. Why Mm -hmm. wouldn't we want to please God? Mm -hmm. And, And it's not... So God will pat us on the back and say, good boy. Mm-hmm. But but it's because it, it just flows out of a grateful heart that says, thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Like the kids, the little kids that come in. Well, they're not all so little, and they're really growing up pretty quickly. But the one who was, it's his turn to pray today. He said, um, may the radio program go well. May there be no... No bugs, which means glitches in the system, and that may many people get saved. Amen. You know, just real quick. And see, there's a there's a six year old, who who, is pleasing to God. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, the he whole gets it. point of our lives are to rightly represent the, the Lord, so that they will see, Him, and desire Him and be saved. And so, as we come to this radio program, as we walk around in our lives. That's that's it. 
And so I love the very first one. If we have the fear of God, it means we are wise. You know, I want to be wise. Um, Job 28, 28 says, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Um, but that, that is wisdom, and we are to shun evil. That is understanding. And so um, the fear of the Lord says, Okay, I want to be wise, so I'm going to shun evil so I can hang out with Jesus because if I'm involved in willful sin um, he can't be where I am and that's the last thing I need I need him to be with me and number two did you want to say anything? No, I just, you know, uh, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge mm-hmm. um, that's what Solomon says in the first proverb and we know that and yet we ignore that because Frankly, we don't want to stop doing the things that we're doing. So it makes us wise. Um, um, but you have to be wise. Wisdom, knowledge has no value if you're not applying it first and foremost to your own life. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you say, Lord, make me wise enough to drop everything that's of me and follow only you. Yeah. To yeah. offer my bodies, as we're going to talk about Sunday, as living sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Climbing up on that altar of sacrifice and being completely consumed by our Jesus. Mm-hmm. Life should have no other meaning or purpose. And yet, the lack of wisdom that we have in our world indicates that that we, we have all kinds of other purposes, but they have nothing to do with God, only us. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we had a man yesterday called, uh, call or, or he read the question of, um, I'm so tired on Sunday mornings, I can't get up and go to church. Well, that's not wise, you know. No, he didn't say, I can't, I don't want to. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, but I bet you he doesn't, he doesn't miss a day of work because you get paid. But, um, yeah, I mean, all of us have those, not all of us, some of us might have those times, maybe it's not going to church, but something else that the Lord would want us to do, like um, be nice. Just like that, you know, just be nice. Set yourself down and love the other people more than you love yourself. See, if you have the fear of God, you'll do that. Yep. Instead of giving in to your emotions mm-hmm. or, or how you feel for the moment, mm-hmm. um, you'll, you'll look at the, that other person, even if that other person is irritating you to death, mm-hmm. you'll look at that other person as an object of God's love, and you'll want to, out of fear of the Lord, rightly represent God mm-hmm. to that person. Mm-hmm. See, that's kind of the key to this whole thing. If Saul lost the fear of God, and found himself in deep trouble, he also lost the fear of God that would say, God, forgive me. Yeah. And at any time during that 15 years, he could have been. And as I kept reminding the church last night, uh, Saul has one day to live. Yeah. He's going to wake up the next morning, and he's going to die, and his sons are going to die. The army of Israel is going to be destroyed, devastated, and uh, all because he lost the fear of the Lord. Yeah. You know, when Samuel's spirit told him that that was going to be the case. Was that another opportunity right then and there for him to say, Lord, I hear you. I'm going to die and my sons too. I've been the one who's been the sinner. Lord, you take me, but spare my kids. Or I know God's so nice that he could have said right then and there, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Or was it just already too late, or well, Saul was never going to get to that place. So, yeah, and God knew Saul was never going to get to that mm-hmm. place. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, the, the die was cast. However, um, what we understand from a New Testament construct is that he will in no wise cast out any who come to him. Now, he, he couldn't have avoided the war. The Philistines were gathered. They were going to attack. Mm-hmm. But he could have avoided going to, to the place of torment yeah. uh, that we read about in Luke chapter 16. Mm-hmm. And as I said in the study last night, it's just hard for me to imagine that, that you know, because we know from that story in Luke chapter 16 that the, the rich man in torment could see across the gulch and see Lazarus, who is in paradise, and, and, and said, send Lazarus to dip his finger in the water and cool my tongue. I'm mm-hmm. in torment in this mm-hmm. fire. Um, when Saul, the next day, went to be with Samuel, not in what we would call heaven, but in that Luke chapter 16 um, holding the uh, abyss, the abyss, yeah. um, uh, he could look over and see his son Jonathan in paradise. So they were going to die. That's mm-hmm. just the way the war was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. But 
But Saul could have been in paradise too. Mm-hmm. Just like the thief on the cross at the last moment, mm-hmm. today you will be with me in paradise. All he had to do was say, I'm sorry. But again, what seems obvious to you and to me and to Christians listening to this program, what seems obvious is is not obvious to somebody whose heart has grown so hard. And as you've heard me say a thousand times, Paula, anybody who keeps saying no to the Lord, every time we say no, it makes it easier to say no the next time. Mm-hmm. And and we get to a point where we don't even think about it anymore because we're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. That was King Saul's yeah. predicament. It's the I know, but yeah. syndrome. We hear that a lot. Yeah, we do. <sighs> well, the second one, um, what does it mean to fear God? It means you love obeying God's commands. Just the opposite of what Saul was doing. Just, you know, you love obeying uh, God's commands. Psalm one twelve one, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in His commands. You know that's a that's a thing of knowing Jesus. He's not trying to be a killjoy. He's not like you better do this or else. No, sweetheart, do this. It's what's good for you, best for you. And you will love it. And you will love it. Yeah. You know, uh, the word blessed, we, we read it wrong because we're New Testament Christians. Um, uh, in Hebrew, it means happy mm-hmm. are you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fear of the Lord leads to happiness. Uh, we're no longer on our own trying to chart our own course. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, um, we're, we're pursuing him, being obedient to him, mm-hmm. and it makes us happy. Yeah. You know that... And I keep saying this. This is the second time I've said this, and I just need, I know better. I need to look it up. That scripture that says, find out what pleases the Lord. And do it. And do it. <laughs> you know, I need to just yeah. go ahead and look that and the up. The scripture just yeah. says, find out what pleases the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's the second part of the sentence. Yes, it and, is. And, and it's, it's, it's the mission of our life. And again, if you have a fear of God, mm-hmm. you'll do that. And if you, if you have wisdom, the first thing that we talked about, mm-hmm. you'll, you, you'll be honest enough to say that, you know, every time I've tried to please me, it hasn't worked out so well. <laughs> I didn't end up pleased at all. I ended up in more pain. <laughs> yeah. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any calls or questions, we'd love to have them. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If uh, we, if you have questions about anything, it doesn't have to be about what we're talking about. We're, we'd be happy to take them. But um, maybe you have some thoughts on the fear of the Lord, uh, Paul. That that passage of scripture is Ephesians chapter five, verse ten. Thank you so much, my genius, <laughs> my genius husband. He knows God's word. It's Thank you. Uh, okay, so the number three one, it means you put God ahead of everything else, even family. And, you know, in our, in this culture in particular, you know, it's my mijo and my mija. You know, they kind of take precedence even over my esposa or my espousa. Um, and so we got to really, all of us need to, you know, my in my culture, sort of, my family, it was, if mama ain't happy, nobody happy. So we, <laughs> your whole life was trying to please mom. But Genesis 22:12 says, "No, now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son, Abraham." You know, um, the Lord says, "You've made Isaac your idol, so I want you to take him mm-hmm. up the mountain." You know, and uh, I had done that. You know, I was so in love with the Lord and. He's hearing me, and he answers my prayer, and then he gives me my Christian husband. And for a short time, my eyes were diverted from Jesus, the one, to I was enamored with, oh, man, Ron's really saved, and look how changed he is, you know. Um, And I remember the Lord having to ask me, who do you love more, the gift or the gift giver? And that was like at 8.30 on a, one morning. And I wrestled with that question all day because I could see you, touch you, hear you. And um, it was about 5.30 one night when I just had, I came to the realization, you know, apart from Christ, I'm nothing. Um, apart from Christ, you wouldn't be saved. And so, oh yeah, so you're number two, Pastor Ron, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine with that. You know, we, we could do a series of entire shows on this one subject. But um, um, 
if God isn't first in your life, and I, I want to particularly address um, moms and dads. New moms. Uh, new moms. Yeah. Um, if God isn't first, and I, I mean if Jesus Christ isn't the love of your life, then you've lost the fear of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to come before everything. I get criticized when I say this from people, Paula, but but as much as I love you, and I love you more than I thought it was possible to love any other human being ever. And, and, and I understand yeah. that. But but, but no other other <laughs> people. Well, other people don't. Yeah. But but I, compared to to how much I love Jesus, you're you're not you're a distant second. Yeah. I get and it. and that's the only way that I'm able to love you, uh, the way He wants you to be loved. Yeah. Um, my love is inadequate, and it's always going to fall short. His love never will. Yeah. So if I'm full of his love, Romans 5, 5 says he's poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. If, if I'm in love with him, then his love, not my love, his love will flow through me to you. Mm-hmm. And you'll understand uh, what it means to be loved in this time and space dimension that we live in. And, and we put our kids ahead of God. Uh, as our kids grow up and they make terrible choices, Paula, over and over throughout the years, we've seen people subsidize their children's sin. You can live without rent and you can do what you want just because we're afraid, well, where else will they go? And we've got to sacrifice them to, to the Lord. It's that simple and not, not with, with a real sacrifice, but instead with a heart that says, Jesus, um, you love them more than I do. And my job is to train them up in the way they should go. And if their hearts are hard and they're engaged in sin, they can't do it in our house, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just don't do that. We don't, same, believe it. we don't believe that we're delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Because what they're going to do is what they're going to do, whether you keep them at home or you let them go. And the, the, the neatest thing, if they are like the prodigal son, they go out there, they suffer the consequences, and then they want to come back not necessarily to your home, but to Jesus, to the Father. Um, and but usually, what happens is what we've what we've witnessed over the years is people just no, no, you stay with me. I'll take uh, you know I'll, I'll win you over to Christ by saying yes to all of your stuff. That just doesn't work. Yeah, let's take a phone call. Let's go to Hallettsville, Texas, and talk with Mary. Sure. Mary, thanks for calling. Where is Hallettsville? Yeah. It's, uh, this is going to be very hard, Fester. It's, uh, oh, east of San Antonio. It's a tiny town, one grocery store, little bitty Walmart. (laughs) Cool. What's on your heart, Mary? Too much, uh, but I will ask you just one thing. I'm a... All my family is dead, my children, my husband, I'm living isolated, the car was destroyed, my home got blown up in Gonzales, but we leased it and uh, he was making methamine or whatever and I got a call that it blew up, burned to the ground, so I'm here in Hellasville, but I've been living isolated by myself since my husband committed suicide. He couldn't take the death of uh, Beverly and Beverly Diane and Edward Allen. But what I want to know is uh, a lady, I met a lady, the people here uh I will put it, be blunt, Pastor. Should I be blunt? Uh, yeah, just, um, yeah, you can be direct. Keep it clean. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm 81 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been living alone, isolated, no visitors. My brother doesn't even come uh, visit. He uh, He has excuses. And uh, anyway, uh, I was at the grocery store, and a lady and I got to talking, and she told me, and I want to go to church so bad, but Pastor, the churches are, if you'd pick this town up on the computer, you would see how spread out and far apart these the churches are. 
So uh, if I, I just can't walk because I have to wash my hand. I have to use a hot plate. Uh, this duplex I'm living in is terrible, but somehow I, I can't get out. Anyway, she asked me if I would like to go to the her church. I won't mention it in case uh, maybe someone is listening here, which I doubt. Uh, and uh, I said, well, uh, who's the pastor? And it's a woman, yeah. Pastor Ron. Yeah. Oh, the there woman is. pastor. So I told her, I thanked her kindly, but I told her, no, that it is written, a woman can help and work in the church, but she cannot be a pastor. And she got immediately angry at me. And I was wondering about yeah. that church. Yeah, uh, Mary, I will. Uh, I'll answer and on the other side of the. We're we're, get, we're going off. The, the the break is coming up. I'll answer on the other side of the break. I'm going to ask you to stay on the line long enough to give our studio producer a way to contact you. If you don't mind, give us a, an email address or a phone number where you can be contacted. And I think we can have somebody who might be able to help you a little bit. Thank you, Mary, for calling. We'll be praying for you. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the program. Mary, if you are still listening, uh, if I get your phone number, I'll have somebody from uh, the, the, the area closest to you. We know people all over the place. Um, uh, contact you if, if I get your number. Uh, in the meantime, and this is important, uh, in South Texas, there's going to be a Southern Baptist Church around you somewhere. Um, contact the people at the church. Um, they will make arrangements, I'm certain, to get you to church. Um, they've got buses or something. They understand how spread out things are. They'd be a really small church. And while we're certainly not a Southern Baptist congregation here, um, you would be taught the Bible there. And Mary, you, you uh, when, when you stood up for the word of God and the lady got mad at you, God was smiling at you. And I want you to feel encouraged. I know you feel so isolated and alone. Uh, if we get your phone number, then, then we'll see if somebody can't help and and, uh, you know, we've got people that drive t- to our church from an hour, hour and a half away every week. And I'm sure the churches on the other side of, of us between where you are in Houston, um, I, I've got friends there. And we'll see uh, if there aren't some people that, that could help you out. So let us know. And in the meantime, Mary, we will be praying for you. May the Lord bless you. Paula, those are always difficult things. That yeah. You know, we have a nature we want help, and mm-hmm. and sometimes you just we can't. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is with you there, Mary. So uh, you stay in the Word and you hold on to Him. Paula, can I go back to one thing on this last thing you said? We we have to make Jesus first. Let me let me give the phone numbers first: three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions, or toll free eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. Another example, Paul, that we get all the time is um, we, we have young men and or young women who seem to be so in love with Jesus, then God brings them a, a man or a woman into their lives, and they end up um, putting God in a... Second place. Well... Maybe third. Yeah. Um, and, and they find themselves being tempted and, and well, I love him or I love her, so um, let's kind of express our love physically uh, and, and, and see that's why you have to love God more we've got to put Jesus ahead of everything and everyone else in our lives and if we don't do that then we're, we're not only not demonstrating the fear of God but we're, we're demonstrating that we're not wise as well mm-hmm. you know everybody wants I tell this to the ladies all the time every man wants a good girl you know but if 
you're the woman and this guy is pursuing you for sexual favors before you're married, that's not the guy for you. And if you're the woman who is perpetrating that kind of activity, you're not the one ready to be married anyway. So uh, fall in love with Jesus, please. you got to put him first because it's going to be a world of hurt otherwise. Mm. So number four is having the fear of the Lord, the fear of God. It will keep you from sinning, which is what we're talking about. Uh, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. And so we go through these tests, all different kinds and that you just mentioned, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, that's a test when, you know, you start thinking, well, we're going to get married anyway. Well, get married. And then, anyway, later. <laughs> yeah, and, and for the men out there in, in this audience, um, you, you can't honestly say that you love somebody if you're defiling them sexually, uh, if you claim to belong to Christ. You can't do it. We understand that's the way the world that we live in lives. Yeah. But we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be light, and we're supposed to be salt. Um, When we act like other people, it it all boils down to this. We've lost the fear of the Lord. And, you know, we get to the place where, well, I know God brought him into my life, or I know God brought her into my life, and I know they want want us to be happy. And um, we've got to fear God enough to understand that holiness matters, and it matters a lot. I was telling you today, you know, how much I appreciate that you're a serious man, um, committed, devoted man, one to the Lord, which is, <laughs> that's number one. Praise God. Um, and so thank you. Uh, and for ladies out there, that's what you want. That's what you need is a man who loves Jesus way more than he loves you. If you can turn your man's head from the call that God has on his life, he can easily turn his head on you when things get hard. And so I would say, if you can change his mind about God's call in his life, he'll, he can change his mind on that call that you're the one as well. So don't go there. Yeah, uh, when Moses said these things are to test you, mm-hmm. um, because God knows what's in our heart, but we don't. We yeah. say on Sundays we love God, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the week we spend time in sin, yeah. and and God is going to bring that to light. Nobody's going to get away with anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, number five, having the fear of God. These just really tie in pretty well, Pastor Ron. You and the Holy Spirit were really working it last <laughs> night. And so uh, having the fear of God means that you will care about others. Do, uh, Leviticus twenty five seventeen says, do not take advantage of each other, but fear your God. Don't take advantage. Um, love them as, as Jesus loved you. And, and, and don't try to take advantage of other people. I, I could really go off here as a pastor. <laughs> I've been asked to get in the middle of disputes between so-called Christian businesses and their clients from time to time who have been ripped off. And, you know, sometimes we'll put a little fish sign on our on our business logo. Mm. And um, we Christians by nature are naive and trusting. And and we, we end up getting sort of mistreated uh, and and when when somebody tries to use the name of Jesus or their relationship as a Christian to take advantage of other Christians, um, that's that's again it goes back to there's no fear of God, and over and over and over throughout the years it it ought to be easy for Christians to come people to say I love Jesus, they ought to be able to come and sit in my office and, and say okay here's what the Bible says let's deal with it this way. It ought to be, we ought to be able to resolve every dispute. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And you're taking your brother to, to, to court mm-hmm. again, you know, in front of unbelievers. I know. Um, and, and yet, way too often, those people don't want to do what's right or pay the price to make it right. Yeah. And, and that's because they've lost the fear of God. Yeah. So, hmm. I know. Let me just move on to the next yeah, one. I, have to. I don't have anything I want to say. Yeah. That would be very nice. So, <sighs> number six means 
it would mean faithful service. First Samuel twelve twenty four. Be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. You know, with all your heart. I mean, I, I don't even know if, Lord, I'm doing the best I can with what you give me. Uh, be, but be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully. I was t- laughing at myself because for a lot of years, you know, because a lot of stuff was happening and my life was getting kind of busy. And I remember asking the Lord, not not once, several times over the years. You know, we've been here, what, 20-something years now? Almost 23. Mm-hmm. And so I, for maybe maybe four times over, you know, I said, Lord, the women's prayer breakfast, can we have it somewhere else? <laughs> Because you've been doing that's that's our first that's the very first our ministry first ministry we, we ever had as a church. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing that for twenty two years. Yeah, and so every once in a while, you know, like I don't know, I don't I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning and and have to open my house and get everything ready and stuff. So I was kind of winding in my service for the Lord. Just I don't know what happened to me. So, but over the years, I think four times, and He's always said no. He has always said no. And you know what He let me know. That if it was at somebody else's house, then I would say, oh, we should have it at your house all the time. And I would shirk my responsibilities. And he was saying, he was letting me know that, you know, I, I rescued you from hell, pretty much. You know, that's where you were going, fast and in a, har- and in a hurry. And um, all I ask you to do is open the door, you know, and let the ladies come in. They want to gather and pray. And the, the very last time I asked, it's been a long time now, but the very last time I asked, he was not not mad, but he was just kind of like, matter of fact, it's always going to be at your house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing. And, you know. Um, and you've been blessed over the years immeasurably as a oh result. Oh, my goodness. And seriously, every single time I've I've even thought that way and. That's been the best prayer time, and the hearts grow together. And I always say this, Lord, please forgive me. Just try to be lazy, you know, and so stupid. So, But it means faithful service. So the Lord <laughs> but, tests our hearts. Yeah, but but it's, it's not just faithful service. Um, it's faithful, um, grateful. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, it is. It's grateful service. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's whatever we do. And one of the things that is lacking in many, many churches is um, the, the, the amount of people who are there to serve. You know, we, we've come to view coming to church like going to movies. It's something that we come in, sit down, and we watch it happen. Mm-hmm. And then we leave. Mm-hmm. And then we look to heaven and say, like, well, aren't you proud of me? I made it to church this weekend. <laughs> and, and, and what we are, we're, we need to be the church, yeah. not go to church. We need to be the church. Mm-hmm. And the way we do that is to take care of others, to serve others, to put their needs before our own. And believe me, we need a healthy fear of the Lord and able to do that, yeah. to, to be enabled to do that. Yeah. So, three four zero ninety five eighty five. if you have anything on your heart and mind, we've got some time left in this half of the program. Yeah, and I'm laughing because of those four times I asked the Lord, and he finally had to tell me, it's always going to be in my house. And so, the number seven one, maybe this is why I forgot it last. <laughs> it means God can trust you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Psalm twenty-five, fourteen. The Lord confides in those who fear Him; He makes His covenant known to them. And you know, I, you know, I'm hard on myself sometimes, but I asked Him. I just, I didn't just not do it without asking Him. I asked Him because I have fear. And when He said no for that final time, I got it. You know. So, um, but the Lord confides in those, and He confided in me to say. It's always going to be at your house. Yeah, but, but look at that at a different from a different perspective, Paula. Okay. Um, um, when you have a fear of God, He confides in you. Now, now think about that. God trusts you. Mm. He entrusts people He cares about to you. And you know, so many of us will walk around wondering why God isn't speaking, why God isn't using us. And instinctively, all of us as Christians, we want to be used by God. But, but we're thinking big, glorious things. And, and God says, well, let me use you in this little thing. Mm-hmm. And because we have no fear of God, or if we've lost the fear of God, we say, oh, I don't want to do the little thing. I'll wait for the big thing mm-hmm. to come along. Well, the big thing never comes along. If you fear God, he confides in you. He trusts his heart with you. And as we've learned over our years here, 
He trusts the people that he loves a lot with you. We were just talking um, uh, to the church on Sunday, I think it was this week. Um, we lost somebody uh, who uh, had to move away because of, because of his fight with cancer. Mm-hmm. His name was Don Kanegi. And when, when God brought Don to us, um, probably five or six years ago, Don was a mess. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute mess. And he walked in, and it was like everybody looked like, wow, this is a project. But we just loved him because we fear God. We loved him. We had no idea that he was going to die young. He was in his early 40s, mm-hmm. and, he, and he died from cancer. Uh, when we met him, he only had a few years to live, and 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 a lot of those few years he had left to live were going to be spent fighting this insidious disease. And yet God trusted him to us. It was almost like God could look around and say, well, where can I send Don to? He's a mess now, but I want him in heaven. And he chose us. Yeah. That's really trusting us, confiding in us, mm-hmm. and we get the opportunity. And Don, of course, became a great friend. He actually got saved at a men's retreat. First time he showed up at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mm-hmm. was at a men's retreat. Mm-hmm. He got saved, and um, that was the beginning of his walk to um, heaven mm-hmm. on this earth. And uh, we've got to be with him and, and minister to him through all of the treatments and everything else. And now he's with Jesus, and um, we were trusted to be a part of that journey. Yeah. You know, there's a song I've been listening to, and it's called The Very Next Step. Or the, yeah, I think it's called The Very Next Step. And what you just said is sometimes we're so busy looking for this big, grand thing that God's going to do someday. But in that song it says, and we miss what he's doing right now in this today. And Lord, let me have eyes to see the next person. You know, let me have the heart for the the words for what I'm supposed to say next um, to whoever, basically what the song is saying. And, and just the very next thing, the very next thing, when this radio program's over, five o'clock or so, Lord, what's the very next thing? I want to be involved in that. I don't want to be looking down the road to something because sometimes that down the road doesn't happen. Yeah. And you miss out on what we need to be doing or get to do today. Yeah. So, um, And then number eight. So, okay, just kind of rolling all together here, Pastor Ron. It assures that he is with you and will hear your prayers. Um, Psalm 34, 11 through 15. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days. You ended my paper. Um, it's okay. Let me see. Whoever loves... I know it says keep your tongue from evil. And... Um, okay, we're reading. It's radio. Sorry. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. You know, I was saying that... To, I say that to myself all the time. Okay, seek peace and pursue it uh, quite often. But, you know... 11 through 15 we need to take that really seriously because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry you know I want him to hear all my prayers I want him to hear when I just say Jesus you know in the night when I'm scared or help um, or Jesus when I'm doing some of those exercises at the gym when I'm about feeling like I'm about to die I say Jesus one Jesus two and he just kind of gets me through but the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and I want his eyes to stay on me and his ears to hear my prayers and the only way that happens is if I'll keep my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking lies because that'll make him turn away you know what you just said what without the fear of the Lord you can't just be with Jesus oh yeah huh? <laughs> I'm a genius I didn't even know. Okay. <laughs> seriously that's that's mm-hmm. you know when we get up in the morning and, and again, even if we're dutiful Christians and we do our morning devotions and we say a quick prayer on the way out of the house to work or whatever it is we got planned for that day, mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty much we go it alone. And that's not to have a fear of God. 
because I have a healthy filial fear of God, I want to be with him all day. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of missing out on anything that I he has. I know, I know. And if, if I, I don't have that healthy fear of God, then uh, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing and um, I won't even be aware of what I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And, and you know me, what drives me more than anything else is getting to heaven and finding out that Jesus had so much more for me that I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I, I say this to our church all the time. I say it on this radio program all the time. The key to living the, 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 the victorious Christian life is to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And King Saul, um, who started well, got so full of himself that he ignored God. And he he wanted what the people wanted. Instead of, uh, he wanted the adulation of the people instead of he, wanting to be pleasing to God. And and uh, I, I just think we've lost so much of the fear of God, Paula, that um, we get to this place in our lives where we think we're okay on our own. We think we got it on our own. Uh, I'll go to church and everything is going to be fine. When we get to that place where we forget that every day, every minute, we need to be with the Lord. Yeah. And the fear of the Lord, a healthy, filial fear of God, mm-hmm. will cure that. And when we're with Jesus, we're going to find that things go well. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. That scripture says, humble yourself under his mighty hand so that he doesn't have to humble you. And, you know, people will come here. It's so funny because I say this all the time. And they'll say stuff like, well, you don't know what I've been through or you don't know what what's happened to me or what I've done. And all I say to him is, well, tell me your story because I can pick out, once you tell me your story, I can name two or three people probably standing in this room right now who've been through what you've been through or have, have done some of the maybe hateful, hurtful things that you've done. But God, yeah. you hang with Jesus and like you were saying last night, you know, repent. It got really quiet at church last night um, <laughs> because you were saying, look, things aren't going to get better, you know, but this is an opportunity right here and now to repent of if you've not been the husband that you need to be, if you've been looking at the wrong things, if you've been saying, you know, uh, you can repent now. Yeah, you might have some consequences, but you'll have Jesus um, with you. You'll know that you're forgiven and you can begin to start afresh and anew. I don't, I didn't see anybody, you know, put their hand up or, you know, maybe, maybe people were quietly repenting and that's okay as long as they were. Um, but usually somebody stands yeah, up. See, that's, that's uh, what, what really tripped Saul is uh, he just felt like if he was doing the best he could or doing the most he thought he could do, um, even if it wasn't complete obedience to God, he thought he was okay. He lost the fear of God. And when you lose the fear of God, you find yourself uh, rapidly getting this place where you convinced yourself that doing the best you can is okay. And when you're really not doing the best you can, because doing the best you can is to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. you convince yourself it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and God never ever forgets anything. Fifteen years Saul was looking over his shoulder. Fifteen years, and this is what precipitated his jealous attacks on David. Fifteen years he knew that the kingdom had been taken from him was given to someone better than him. Mm -hmm. And now on his last day of life, a witch summons Samuel and Samuel delivers the verdict. This is what I told you would happen all those years ago. And now you've gotten this place. And for, for us, the application is always the same. We don't have to go the way we're going. We can stop today, turn around, and follow Jesus. That's what repentance is. Mm-hmm. It's turning around in life. Mm-hmm. And if we'll do that, then God will take us by the hand, and he'll walk us with us through any consequences. But we know that we're right with God. We had a, a man once come into church, and he said, uh, I'm going to be sentenced to prison. I could go... Uh, for 20 years, uh, and I need to know what I need to do. And I said, well, here's what you need to do. If you're going to go to prison, you need to be sure that you can take Jesus with you. Yeah, 
So this guy was totally guilty. Yeah, yeah, and, and he he pled guilt, yeah. guilty. Yeah, so he was totally guilty. It wasn't guilty, like he so. was trying to fight it or uh-uh. trying to lie. Mm-mm. But but you know, um, sometimes we run to a church or we run to religion because well, it makes us feel better, like something is going to be okay. When in fact, the only thing we need, whether we're out of jail or in jail, is we need the presence of God. Yeah. We need a fear of God to keep us from sinning. We need the fear of God to keep us walking with Him every single day. Okay. And because Saul lost that, um, it was too late. Yeah. And as I said in the study last night, Paula, when we sin, when we lose a fear of God, there are always two things that happen. Your life spins out of control. That's the first thing. The second thing is that people you say you love, mm-hmm. people that depend on you, yeah. and people that look to you as their leader, they suffer as well, and yeah. and Jonathan and his other sons, Saul's other sons, mm. and an entire Israeli army, uh, they would be crushed mm. by the Philistines as a result of the leader's sins. That's a heavy burden to put on somebody, yeah. but but too much is given, much is required. <laughs> and <laughs> to understand that, we've got to have a healthy fear of God. One final thought, Paul, and then I'll turn it over to you to close the program. Um, Jesus said, if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. Before that, he said, if you find your life, you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have no fear of God, you're going to lose your life. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. But if you lose your life for his sake, motivated by a, a healthy fear of God, mm-hmm. uh, accompanied with a grateful heart for all that God has done and all that he tries to do in your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. if you understand that, then what happens is you find yourself in that place uh, I call it under the spout where the glory comes out. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you are with Jesus is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You said one thing, and I want to end the show with this. You said repentance, not the passing of time, changes God's mind. Yeah. And so anybody out there who you know you're, you've got some aches between you and another person, make that right. Do it quickly. Yeah, have a fear of God enough not to waste any more time. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630. The Word. We'll see you then. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.